Live from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper, you are Live from the Path. Hey, that's my line. Work. I think it's work. I don't. I don't do this. Coming to you live from uh, Johnston proper uh, in the middle of Iowa, and we have a whiz bang of a show. Now, oh man, uh, it's hard to define whiz bang because Ben's not here, and he would use really big words. I can't no even one, spell it. That that no one actually understands. Uh, <laughs> making Dan and I the dumbest fellows in the room. Oh. Uh, so to replace Ben, we brought in people smarter than us as well. <laughs> so uh, Eddie Andrews is in. He's gonna. We're gonna have a conversation with him about. Uh, a, a plethora of things, and they're all going to be happy and joyful, I've been guaranteed. So uh, we're definitely going to fire that up. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Dan, I, I do have a question for you. Yeah, or Actually, yeah. for both of you guys. Yeah. So I was watching this documentary, and it had to do with uh, social media. And I realized that I've been struggling a lot uh, with my kids. Um, actually, my daughter makes fun of me the most. Is No matter what I say happened, I'm like, hey, the peach tree lost a, a limb or whatever. And she goes... Well, if you kids wouldn't have been on your dang phones, maybe that peach tree would still be here. And I'm like, that's me, in it. You're making fun of me, right? Because yeah, yeah, I right. say this all the time, you know? I'm like a broken record with the technology. And, and, and so I was watching this documentary, and it's about um, social media and, and algorithms and whatever, and it feeds into a lot of uh, the situations that I think that we're running into, um, even with the, with, with the presence of actual valid problems, like actual valid justice, actual valid rights and wrongs, all those things existing behind the scenes uh, is a is a is an algorithm and a news feed and uh, a programming at a media outlet that that basically feeds into whatever your anxiety is right and so like they th- on the whole like most of the social media platforms like they know exactly how long you stop at each photo how and they and they catalog it right and then they just start spinning it into algorithms that basically say what will keep this person on our platform longer well stuff that they like or stuff that will pique their interest sure. Right. And so, like, the more that you do that, the more it feeds into your own anxiety or your own view of the world. Right. Yeah, and then we yeah. end up with what we have now. Right. Where 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 a, a, a I don't want to say an A.I., but I want to say like a like an intentional psychological algorithm has tuned you to a point where now it's causing actual humanity issues. Right. Where, where we're not willing to even listen to somebody if they weren't if they don't come exactly from where i come from and so all that to being said is and maybe it's a it's a bloated question right but i started thinking about it today and i didn't quite know how to answer it is like how do we combat that we can't even have reasonable discussions on the things that that, right. that Eddie wants to talk about right the things that 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 are that the, our world is battling with and humanity is battling with we can't even get to the point of having an actual conversation. So, so you're saying that that we will, they will, that that the forces that be are putting opposing views to us, or or no, no, like views, like views, right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And, and and so so don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying that like these companies have a sinister mustache, right? And they're ah, like, I want you to them, think one image. way, or I want you to think the other. Yeah, what yeah. What they're saying is, is I want you to think your way and stay on my platform. And so it becomes I, like an echo chamber. Correct. Exactly. Yeah, 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 so yeah. it's interesting. I've heard this too, where um, certain news people, even people within the media, will have never heard of a story that every conservative will have heard about for six months. Sure. 
and it's because yeah, and they're like, what, what, yeah, what, what, where'd you find, what? Where, you made that up, yeah, yeah, I, I, this is news, yeah, and we've heard about it for eight months or six months, sure, because oh. there is an echo chamber that, that as you described, it permits people to hear exactly what they want to hear, and almost nothing else, correct, and so you actually have to be intentional to listen to the other side, yes. Yeah, well, and maybe that's my question is 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 like broad size plural. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right. Is 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 we're we're looking at how to how to even have conversations with folks that like I'm I'm not immune to this, right? Like the <clears> same <throat> algorithm that's that's convinced a guy to whatever take down a sandwich shop because he thinks that there's a trafficking ring in there. You know, uh, I I get I get the same echo chamber as well, right? I'm in the same algorithm. I'm getting the same output. The things that I stop and look at for 0.2 seconds longer, they know that, right? And so the things that spin me up and I get put into the same bowl. And so like when we're talking about some of the things that, um, you, you know, that, that, that Eddie will be addressing, um, you know, how do, we, how do we begin to have that conversation with people that you know are in the same echo chamber, right? Like you have to battle through all this other stuff and there has to be some way to, to have that conversation and have it well. So... I don't know if that's a, just an open-ended question or if you're just talking, but for what I try to do as I'm knocking on doors and talking with people, sharing my ideas and listening to their ideas, I just listen. And as you guys know, in ministry, we get that all the time, right? So as a pastor, we, we have a built-in uh, desire just to hear people, sure, right? And so I, I may have an advantage there. <laughs> Well, true. <laughs> and and I, I got to tell you, some people just want to be heard. And so I literally have been at a door or two or three or four <laughs> where uh, I, I just opened the door. Hi, my name is Eddie Andrews, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And they just started unloading. They've not heard a single word that I've, that I've said. Uh, they've heard the word conservative or they heard the word Republican candidate. Yeah. Uh, and they're just on. Yeah. Boom. Oh, you're one of those. They're off to the races. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I just sit there and listen. And when they get, when they take a breath, I might say, well, have you thought about X, Y, Z? Or thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And sometimes 15 minutes later or 16 minutes later or 20 minutes later, they say, hmm, I think I might vote for you because you've <laughs> listened to me. Yeah. Yeah. And you've heard me and you weren't rude and you weren't uh you know, you've given you some they empathy. You just need there. a chance to get it out. You yeah. think that I mean, do you think it's just a lot of pent up no one's listening to me? Mm-hmm. You know, and like they just need a chance to get their the, to feel like they're and, they're being heard. Dude, and in government, you know, there's a reason why people in government were called ministers because you can actually help people, duh, yeah. in yeah. government <laughs> if you do it right. That's a travesty. That's <laughs> yeah. I was thinking as you were talking that, that, that ministry truly is the best on-the-job training for running for some type of public office because that's where you listen a lot, you, you, you direct, uh, redirect. I've uh, said that yeah. for many times. It's like you listen, you hear problems, and then you discern what the real problem is, yeah. which isn't always the case, discern. what you're really saying. That's a great word. And then you actually provide some sort of uh, relevant solution. Mm-hmm. Boom. Are you happy? Are you happy? Who needs to be at the table? What resources do we need? Um, all right. Everybody good? You good? You good? Boom. Problem solved. Just like that. And, 
Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's all vote for Eddie Andrews, November third. <laughs> <Yeah>. Boom. <laughs> all right. So, so you're 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 running for office uh, in Iowa. Yes, sir. Uh, what's what's your what are you running for? I mean, what what office? Which office? There's lots of offices. <laughs> Uh, I'm running for the Iowa House. Okay, so, District so someone's looking for, like, so how do I vote for this guy? What, what, what are you running? What position? Yeah, <laughs> Iowa House. <laughs> you know, we're sitting here late at night, 9 o'clock p.m., <laughs> and I just wanted to sound a little bit silly, but I know people are listening. I just was going to say, I'm running for president of the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's next, but, right? Yeah, start voting. <laughs> we got we to get this Okay, moving. so for all, the, for all the non-serious people, or for all the serious people, I was just joking, just thought I'd throw that out there. But, I don't uh, see President of the World. That guy's a liar. <laughs> so. It'd be a great name tag. Iowa House District 39. So what that means in English is Johnston, all of Johnston, Grimes, all of Grimes, Jefferson Township, which. Jefferson, that's like north, right? I mean, yeah. that's like way up. So some people, that's one of the questions I get every day. Now, who, where, where is exactly Jefferson Township? So that's pretty much the unincorporated portions of what would be Johnston. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. And then Urbandale Precinct 4. Again, a very popular question. Uh, where's Precinct 4? So that's pretty much. Guessing next to three. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> That's from 86th Street and the interstate uh, all the way to just north of the school, one block north of uh, Urbandale High School, so okay. 72nd area. So do you, do you feel like, like most people, because this is going to reveal me in the question, right? Do you feel like most people have a grasp on how lo local governments or state governments are set up and, like, what position you're, you're filling here, right? Like, so, like... When, when we talk about, um, you know, the, the, the state being put into districts and whatever, and, 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 and it goes to a, a House and a Senate and all this stuff, like, do you think people have a fairly good grasp of how all that works or, or how many people are even there? I don't even know how many people are in the House. How many people are in the House? It's a mixed bag. So there are 100 seats. Okay. And so if Is you that based on counties? Well, it's based upon the population. So gotcha. if you have, if Iowa has roughly three... Uh, last census, uh, give me, forgive me if I'm incorrect on the actual numbers, but let's just say 3.2 million. Okay. Divide that by 100, you get roughly 32,000 people in a district. Gotcha. Right. And so uh, this census is important because they will re, uh, reassess the, the sizes and the makeup of the district so that every house district will have the same number of people in it. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I got gotcha. And then each Senate, state Senate seat will is composed of two House seats. So there's 50 senators, state senators, and 100 House seats. Do you feel like I should be embarrassed for not knowing this better? No. No, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> no, no, yes. It's yes. a mixed bag because <laughs> what we you have really a think. lot of people who do, who know all this. But I have campaigned in part because I think uh, on the belief that you should know your representative. Sure. You should know your representative and tell and be able to tell me two or three things positive that they've done in the last two two years. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, vote for Eddie Andrews. Right. Why yeah. not? <laughs> right. Like seriously. And so it's not just a statement it's not just a philosophical statement but i literally am knocking on every last one of the doors uh 
I'll, I'll put that in asterisk because there's a few people that, eh, right, not going to knock on their door. They're right, the ones <laughs> that say, don't show up here, Eddie. Uh, I know yeah, you walked right by my house. <laughs> <laughs> but for the most part, I'm knocking on every single door. And I think it's important that people um, show up. I think it's important for people who want people to vote for them to show up, be there, so ask at, questions. So, so as, as a member of the House, like what are the – what level of, of, of changes are you there to affect, right? Like what, like, uh, like education programs or overall, I, I mean, I guess, I guess it all gets lost in a big government shuffle that I don't, maybe I don't quite understand. So like what, what level of things are, are you looking to affect change to? Oh man. There's a list. Really there? so many. Um, I have 17 planks. Uh, I won't go over all 17 tonight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to bore your audience. <laughs> sure. Um, uh, but one of the things that I talk about the most is mental health reform. Sure. Ah, uh, wow. That's a tough, that's tough. You know. I mean, yeah. It is tough, but somebody's got to do it. Yeah. And I, boy, not only speaking with other people, other families, but mm -hmm. our family has been affected by mental health uh, as well. And without getting into all the specifics and, and so on and so forth. Uh, parents, families are not prepared mm -hmm. for this when it happens. I mean, it, it's an overwhelming thing. I mean, just being in ministry, you, know, you run across people that, that are having serious issues and they want help and, and you want to help them. But I'm like, that is so above my pay grade. I mean, I, there's people I just, I don't know how to help. There's has just stuff going on. Has it become more of an issue uh, or has it be, be just being brought to light more? Right, like, was it always an issue, and we just didn't know what to call it, or mm -hmm. didn't recognize it, or, or, or give it its own opportunity to to, to be delved into, delved, uh, dealt into, um, or is is it becoming more more of a problem, like more of a of a concern in society? Boy, I don't know. Yeah, the answer to that, but I do know it is a problem now. Yeah, and boy, I got to tell you, it's it. On every level, changes need to be made. For Let me just give you one scenario. Let's just say, hypothetically, you wake up one day, your 14-year-old who was uh, pretty cool for 14 years, all of a sudden is like, wow, what's going on with that guy? Mm -hmm. And it's like, dude, are you listening? And then you just realize, oh, he's not being a knucklehead right now. He's got something going on. And, you know, and, and then it takes you a little while to 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 really realize that because you didn't know if he just had a bad day or if he, you know, whatever. Yeah. And now, you know, he's, he's exhibiting an episode right now and okay, well, let's call a psychiatrist. Okay, good. We can get you in in eight weeks. Mm. Yeah. That okay, is how about that? Yeah. Uh, six, give me some medicine that'll campus. take six weeks to start working. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And, or let's just say you, you do a shortcut. You're a parent. You can uh, do a mandatory 72-hour, three-day hold, yeah. uh, either one of the local hospital chains, and boom, he's there. He's not well, and they, they want to send him home. But maybe he's exhibiting a violent uh, stage at that point. And, well, you, you can't bring him home right now because he's, he's not, it's not safe for the rest of the family to be there, and that's... As a dad or as a mom, it's your job to, to, to maintain Man, what a heartbreaking safety. call right there, you know? Right. Man. So, what do you do? Yeah. 
Uh, well, let's look at beds. Well, there's no beds. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. Right. Okay. How about shelters? Well, they're always full. Yes, shelters are always full. Uh, Buchanan shelters, mostly full. Uh, Ames. Uh, I know people who've had to drive their kid to Cedar Rapids for a few nights uh, just because they needed a bed for safety of their own family member uh, while things were waiting to open up. And so just from that standpoint alone, uh, changes need to be made. Uh, let's just say there's another scenario where maybe somebody's exhibiting a dangerous uh, episode. Um, and now law enforcement has to be called. Well, uh, one of the changes that I propose is rapid response mental health units for children. So, so now these people who are trained in more de-escalation uh, when it's involving a mental health issue. Yeah. Um, if you think about nationally, half of all police shootings involve a mental health case. I was just going to ask something similar yeah. to that. Yeah. And, and, and yes, you want to bring order, but it's your kid. So you're like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's just not himself. It's our kid. So don't, you know, just can you de-escalate it rather than just try to get order and then as if it were just a, a thief or somebody just trying to rob your house or something. Yeah. So those kinds of changes we, we like to uh, implement more training on, uh, you know, also in schools and, and just there's so many elements just to that piece. Mm. So you're talking more, more beds and more trained professionals. Oh yeah. Is that what I'm hearing? And I mean, training I mean, yeah. and training. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. yeah and resources for families, right? Like I mean, this is a, uh, you know, plenty of folks have gone through this and, and, and not to say that I have not, right? But like, um, you know, you get to a point, you're like, I just flat out don't know what to do. I'm not walking away. I'm not bailing here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in for the long haul. I don't even know what the long haul looks like, right? And so I just need somebody to help me just to, you know, to, to get me guided in the right place. And sometimes we're going to cross a line that I'm not equipped to handle. And, and that's exactly what you're talking about. And, that's, and, and actually, I kind of love what you said, like when you talk about de-escalating some of those situations, right? That's looking at, at other people. Uh, like you would look at your family members, right? Like, like where you're like, look, I know this guy. He's he's a little off the edge right now, um, but I'm not looking for punitive and punishment. I'm looking for let's get it back down to where yeah. we can handle it and help. It's your kid. It's your kid, right? And if you look at everybody's kid that way, then now we got a whole family going here, right? Like yeah. we have a community going, which is what we're trying to yeah. have in the first place. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad you said that. And it reminds me of at the Polk County GOP convention, which was like the last thing that happened before they... They right. shut everything Everybody down. Everybody was licking the windows, and all of a sudden, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So at the Polk County GOP convention, I gave a little talk, and one of the ladies there was uh, uh, came up to me afterwards, and she still had tears in her eyes, and she told me, she says, Eddie, I'm so glad you talked about mental health. That's my number one issue. And then she said what happens in many cases, and she says, but four months ago, wasn't even in my top ten. And that's how mental health affects us. You know, it's, it, it's, it's, we kind of instinctively know it's a problem, but it's somebody else's problem. And then all of a sudden it's, it happens to your nephew or to your niece, grandchild, brother, sister, cousin. And then all of a sudden, wow, it, you, it's, it's involving your entire family. And you're just like, 
well, what do we do? What do we do? What yeah. do you do? Yeah. Because the goal is to help improve their situation, not just stop that incident, you know, and, and then exactly. walk away. You, you, there's, you want to do some long-term help. And that's what I say. I, I, don't, I, I'm, I can hear all kinds of ideas of how to fix this, and, and I, I, it's above me. I don't know. I'm like, people come to me with, with like, deep stuff uh, of mental illness, and it's like they need a new transmission, and I'm the car wash guy, and I'm going... I can, right. I can, I can, you know, clean your car right. for the you. The windshield looks great. I yeah. just don't know what else to say. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm not that guy, you know, right. so I can't even tell you what's a good idea or a bad right. idea. Um, I think that's I the like thing, something. though. We've talked about this on the show here recently mm-hmm. quite a bit. Is like approaching some things with humility, right? Like, if yeah. you know you're the car wash guy, stay out of the transmission business. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's happened. Right. To, that's happened a lot. And, and and once again, if we look at that, that's that's even the, touching on the stuff we were talking about earlier, where people are all spun up for whatever. Media. We, the Everybody's an expert stuff, on everything. Everybody's got know, this yeah. thing. He's like, I know the way this works. They're doing this. About you, you don't actually know any of that. <laughs> that's Be right. Quiet, will you? <laughs> stay in your lane. I mean, just humble yourself and <laughs> wait, go. Wait, wait, wait. So are you telling? Are you telling the car wash guy to stay in the car wash lane I'm t- and not eventually grow? Are we not in America? Now listen Is this not saying, the land Luke. of opportunity? I see what you're doing. You're what's setting known as a trap. <laughs> I like the car wash. So here's the thing. The car wash man is more than capable of, of learning about transmissions and helping with transmissions. But for him to do the commencement speech at Transmission University while he's the car wash man, that's not going to work. Because that, that takes a lot of... Because he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. There could be more damage done on people flying in. In fact, I, I, I've had this conversation about mental health exactly uh, okay. with a couple of fellas here recently, right? Where they're... Well, like, I, I was going through a situation. I was talking to them about it. And here they piping off. He's like, here's what you're going to do. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you've never had anyone with yeah. this issue anywhere near you, have you? No, but it's pretty straightforward. Bibbidi, bibbidi, Take bobbidi, them bobbidi. off their meds and make them play harder. Yeah. yeah. Did you, I mean, what they need you know. is discipline. What's wrong? <laughs> Shut. You don't... Be quiet, will you? That's the car wash guy in the transmission lane, right? Okay. <laughs> All right. Is that a better analogy? All right. Or now. you still hate it? <laughs> uh, we'll work out. We'll talk later. <laughs> the, the the land of opportunity to not be the car wash man. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> oh my 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 my. <laughs> Point taken. That we do need professionals, and we do need people who have their arms wrapped around this. That's one reason yeah. why I want to lead this now. I have lots of things, like I told you, I've got 17 planks, and, but this is not just one I want to work with or get done. This is one of the ones that I want to lead, mm. and I think you, you really do need somebody leading this effort to say, you know what, what would be nice is X, Y, Z, because when I talk to people and when we've gone through certain aspects of this, it, you know, it, it, some of the solutions presented uh, presented sound like bureaucracy. Bureau- well, I can't say that word today. Like a car man. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, but, you know, you want real solutions that help families and not just say, hey, let's add more, you know, $1,000 yeah. to this program or $1,000 Right, $1, and whitewash the problem with, with yeah. cash and be like, this will solve mm-hmm. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I totally understand. That's very cool, and and actually, I I mean, yeah, I think a lot of people could get behind that, and and would actually like to see some real movement here. Yeah, right. And you have to have a little bit of of uh, caring about it, for to to push the movement. So that's that's cool. Yeah, and I I will say this too, I've had a number. Yeah, well, let me just preface this by saying, uh, as you guys already know, as a minister, you you operate 
outside of politics, right? Right. And, and to some extent, whoever's at the table and they need your help, that's who you're helping, right? You don't check boxes politically. And I will say this, though, a lot of Democrats have launched onto our campaign because they know I'm going to fix this. Um, or certainly they have faith that I will. Yeah. And that's what I certainly intend to do. Uh, it's so we we're getting lots of support on some of these ideas. That's because they're good ideas, right? Yeah. That's what we used to do and, as a country, and right? It, we find good ideas and people yeah. that are going to implement them, and then vote for that guy. <laughs> yeah, and in that in that sense, it doesn't matter. You know who was that that said? Oh boy, uh, I can't think of the guy's name. Was right it Bon now. Jovi? Pretty sure it was, it was not. Okay. Could have been in a song. All Pretty right. sure it was not. <laughs> All right. Not but Bon Jovi then. <laughs> it was like you can do incredible things as long as you don't care who gets the credit. I think that was Barney. Yeah. Pretty okay. sure Barney oh. may have had a corollary <laughs> of that. <laughs> it was second close. theorem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love you. <laughs> I feel like we're the a happy purple family. corollary. <laughs> no, I, 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 that is a familiar quote. Um, was it wasn't it like a president? Uh, anyway, yeah. I'm sure lots of people actually sure. it. But I mean, once again, though, like solid advice, right? Yeah, solid yeah. advice that that, that you can stand to follow, right? Like, and it doesn't really matter who said it. I can get behind it because it's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, and I if don't a, know. Was it a Democrat or Republican? If a Republican <laughs> said that and got this done, let's give them credit. If a Democrat got it done, let's give them credit, yeah. right? Let's, it's, it's, it's all about people. It's the people business. It's well, helping people business. And I suppose that's the thing is like in the, in, in the realm of politics, I think people are having, have, um, having a really hard time here lately feeling like uh, they're being forced in a cage on either, in either direction. And as of right now, our political process doesn't look like it's getting a whole lot done either way, right? Like it, it just ends up being, a, I mean, we agreed on this stimulus, right? We agreed on it three months ago. We got nothing. And so, you know, regular fellow like old Mike sitting here going, well, I mean, if I show up to work and don't do anything for like three months, they just fire me, and then that's it. I get moved on, right? And then <laughs> we're, not, we're not getting anything done. So is that a, is that, is that a realistic and, and, and an honest um, battle that still has to be fought at the state level? Or like, do we feel like we can affect change uh, in, in a much broader way um, oh because it's not? You know what I'm saying? It's so let me just say that, I, A, I'm not in office yet. Got it. Okay. Let I, me, I think you're going to be. We're good to go. Well, I'm going to act like it happened. We're, we're <laughs> you're the transmission man. <laughs> we're calling it, man. Uh, with a lot of hard work and a lot of people helping me, I sure. believe we'll get there. But um, I think it does happen still on a, on a state level. Uh, I still hear that from Democrats and Republicans. Uh, they don't want... Um, somebody to say, you know, this is what my leader says, so therefore I must do that. I think they do want people to say, you know what, I like this, but I don't like this, and just be independent and actually represent. Yeah, what you said, represent, represent, (laughs) right? Yeah. Um, and you know, be honest. Tell people what you are going to do and what you are not going to do and then let them decide. So I can tell you that on the other hand, (laughs) I think people are, uh, or at least a lot of people are smart enough to separate that. Yeah. Um, We have, uh, we do have people 
who won't let you get past the first question. And that is the leader of either party, right? Do you support X or do you support Y? Well, miss, ma'am, sir, uh, this is the local race and we're working on, but I don't know, but most, and most of the time that, that, that kind of works and you just start talking about local issues. Yeah. But there are some people that won't let you get past that. And, and you'll just say, you know what, that's, we're, we're not fixing DC, at least not in this job. That's a good point. Job interview. That's a good point. We're, we're working on issues. But I think I'll give you one example of why I think people are separating national from local. I went to a block and it had an Eddie Andrews sign alongside, alongside a Donald Trump Pence. Yeah. 2020 sign a little ways down the road a joe biden no i'm it was a biden 2020 sign and an eddie andrew sign in the same yard yeah Hmm. about three blocks later there was a joe jorgensen sign and an eddie andrew sign in the same yard and at some point you're just like, I don't even understand this. This is, just <laughs> goes right along with, with COVID and everything else with 2020s. Like, I'm living in a bizarre world. Let's not do straight party voting. I'll tell you that. <laughs> We've seen, um, yeah, I, I've seen one guy who called and says, hey, I want you to put your sign up. Do you mind if, if my Democrat uh, friend is on the other, other sign? I'm putting two yards and two yard signs. Do you mind? I'm like, do I mind if my <laughs> sign is up? Of course not. No, right, right. This is fine. <laughs> um, but it has left a few people <laughs> scratching. Uh, I I went to a door today and they says, "Well, Eddie, I couldn't figure out if you're a Republican or Democrat." I'm like, "I'm a Republican," but my first four endorsements were for Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> and as of last week, yes, yeah, <laughs> we have now a Democrat for Eddie Andrews movement going on in Johnson and Grimes. And nice. it's just all kinds of uh, excitement going yeah. on. Yeah. And I think it is in part just like they said, uh, well, the first endorsement I'm like, uh, I announced on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which seems like about a hundred years from now. Right. Forget the fact that we couldn't, couldn't uh, uh, door knock for five months. Right. right. <laughs> so, on that day, I got a call that says, hey, Eddie, we want to be the first people to endorse you. Is that okay? And I'm like, I've never done this before. I'm pretty sure that's okay sure. to endorse me. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. Right. And then so you start looking at their site, and they've got all kinds of – remember, this was caucus time, right? So sure. it's like a week before caucus. And they've got all kinds of Bernie stuff on their site. I've just I called him back. I've said, you know, I'm just double checking that you you got the right Eddie <laughs> Andrews. <laughs> you call the wrong Eddie Andrews. And oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I I I'm like, what speaks to you from your Bernie side to Eddie Andrews, who's running as a conservative? Great question. Uh, you know, faith forward, <laughs> constitutional yeah. loving, yeah, flag waving kind of guy, right? <laughs> so they uh, they said, well. One thing about Bernie, love him or hate him, he's been consistent for 40 years, right? And I said, hmm. and, and And what I see about you, Eddie, is if you say it, you believe it. If you believe it, you'll generally say it. 
And I said, hmm, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah. yeah okay, yeah, okay yeah. I see what you're going there. We may have different policies, but Still. at least they they see at least something in me that 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 I'm going to say what I believe. That's just interesting, though. I mean, that, that's like I don't really care what you believe as long as, <laughs> as, long as you're actually you know. going to do what you say. Because, yeah, those are two completely different worlds. Now, most of them are not that extreme. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's generally in three categories, right? It's either that or they, uh, they've seen my work. You know, they've seen we, we started Mentoromics. We did all these things, the, the Spanish group or... Uh, just community projects I've been involved in or criminal justice or something that mm-hmm. they've seen. And, yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's cool. It speaks to character. Well, th- that's exactly what it speaks yeah. to. It yeah. speaks to character, right? Yeah. Where you can look at a guy and go, look, man, I got I, – what, what, how many? I've, I've met multiple people, right, where, like, they think exactly the opposite of what I think. But I respect them because yeah. I think they're honest about it, yeah. right? And they don't play. They don't plan on. They're not out there just trying to get people to follow yeah. them blindly. They're like, "Here's what I believe. I I will run this thing till the end of the road." I'm like, "Man, I wholeheartedly disagree with you, but yeah. I think you're honest, and, and I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that too. And and I'm I'm actually kind of humbled by that. And I had a person, uh, boy, <laughs> who who told me that in a very. And this is a person I know. This this particular person is. Uh, the other people I didn't know, these are people that I had met. But this next example is a person who I've known, and they, are, again, are not the same as I am politically. Mm-hmm. But they said, Eddie, I know that everything I've seen you do has been out of love and respect and always try to, to be the right decision no matter who is pushing you, no matter who is, is uh, pulling you. It's all about ultimately helping people you know what is the best solution boom that's it yeah. you, know, you wonder how how would all the elections be different if you took out you know the media and the commentators whose whole job is to you know stir everybody <laughs> up and and just light fires in our yards so we could hate each other you, you know and <laughs> and uh light fires well i don't know i mean <laughs> CNN is really burning the cash now. You don't want to pay the guy to light fires. We're just done with this. <laughs> Not literal fires. I don't know. It depends. But, I mean, people, people, they just hate each other Well, uh, when it comes closer to election time. And it's just like, come on, we're, we're, you know, and we used again, to love each other. I, th- I think a lot of that feeds into, look, look at me, here's my daughter right now. If you guys get off that dang phone. Right, but like, <laughs> I, I think once again, it, it it feeds into like this this dystopian thought where like you get to exist in your own echo chamber, your own bubble, yeah. and then when you go outside, you're offended by everything that's not in your mm-hmm. bubble. And like, e- even the thing that you carry most in common is that the people that you're mad at, uh, whether you realize it or not, are made in the image and likeness of God and have in, in, internal dignity yeah. and worth. Yeah. Right, and then you want to cast all that aside. Uh, Christians, you're just as guilty. You got to mirror yourself here, right? You're just as guilty of walking out the door and going, "I hear what God's saying about these guys and all, but like, I don't like them. I don't like what they believe, and they don't believe what I believe, and I'm I'm just going to be mad at them and push them off to the side." And like, it's it it feels like it, whether it's true or not, it feels like it's gotten worse. It just feels like it's gotten worse. Like humanity itself has decided they're going to move into factions and then fight with each other. Now it could be just a massive perception problem. It could actually not be worse. We're just being convinced it's worse. But, mm-hmm. like, at the end of the day, sometimes uh, we just we forget who we are. 
We, you know, and we forget who other people are, and we forget the worth that God has, has, has bestowed upon them as being his ambassadors to the creation he's made. And whether you like the guy or not, God said ambassador. God said dignity and worth. And so, like, sometimes we get a little bit too high on, the, on whatever horse we walked into and, and forget that, like, God says, these are the things that are true of all my children. Just be careful, Mike. Just be careful what bat you bring out that day, you know? And so I, I don't know whether it's just been hitting me a little That's bit good. harder this week that it feels, it just feels like it's, it's the, the chasm has gotten wider. That's Pass all. the offering plate. Yeah. Is there one? <laughs> Is there one? The one. doors of the church are <laughs> open. You know, I, I had uh, this summer uh, our good friend from Zimbabwe, who's a pastor there, living at our home, and uh, he was our intern here. I grew up in the, the orphanage there. We, that's where we met him. We go to Zimbabwe every year. And, and um, all this stuff started spreading, the, the riots. And, and there, there was legitimate protests that then, you know, after hours, different people came in and there were like riots and, and fires and literal fires and, and, and all this stuff. And, and it was like global. You know, it wasn't just America. Because he had family members in the UK, you know, saying that he, they wanted to go into to Zimbabwe and, and knock down statues there and dig up white uh, missionary bones and throw them in the river because they brought Jesus. You know, they messed up our culture. And, 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 and the whole time, he's just looking at it going, what, what's wrong with you people? That's right. What is happening? Like, what, what, I mean, with everybody. Yeah, every, everybody's angry. It's like, because some of these were Christian people even, <laughs> you know, and, and, and he's just going, just stop this. Stop this. Um, he just didn't, he couldn't grasp what was going on. I'm trying to explain some historical context of what, you know, what do I know? Um, it was just, yeah, uh, an interesting summer. But uh, uh, there's so much anger out there, which is beyond, well, it's beyond politics. Thing, cause it's, yeah, people are mad at yeah, COVID. Right. They're mad at being locked up. They're, they're mad at, at well, their life's been disrupted, you know? It's a and the thing is, to echo some of those comments, uh, you... We do share one big blue ball that, you know, was was created for us. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we can't move off of it yet. I know uh, with, <laughs> with all due respect to uh, due respect to Bezos and uh, yeah. Elon Musk. Yeah, he can try it first. That's <laughs> what I of, think. <laughs> of the eight planets left, you know, yeah. sorry to sorry to yeah. Pluto. Yeah, right. <laughs> Boy, wouldn't you think God would be a little angry? He's like, I included Pluto in the list. I don't know what you guys are doing. That was definitely a planet. <laughs> this is the good one, right? Yeah. So this is the good one. Get a better telescope. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we do have to, to, to manage to live together and, and try to work. You know, I'm not. we're not going to sing Kumbaya right now. Right. But there does have to be some sort of uh, acknowledging that, you know, we do have to work together at, on some things. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, not everything, but well, we can and, and to sit down and have a legitimate conversation goes a That's long it. way. It's just like I'm just a human to human. Hey, here's how I see it. How, how am I off? You know, well, here's how I see it. Yeah, oh, hadn't thought of it that way. You know, I I think what I'm in my in my head, what I'm hoping is is like if the Lord tarries, then people will just get tired of this, yeah. right? Because at the end of the day, like it all seems like it's anger and fire, and like to me, I'm just getting bored with it now. I'm just mm -hmm. bored with it. Right, like we're not actually talking about anything that is going to do an, any lasting change, anything effective. We're just trading. We're just trading barbed wire, and like I, it's just boring now. We're and not getting anything you, done. <laughs> that's where you have to actually listen and work toward a solution. Um, well, is this right? Is this right? Well, it depends on where whether you're what's what's the solution. Yeah, you know, are you making a declaration or are you trying to solve something? 
Right. Uh, if you're working together, let's sit at the table and have sessions of that are worth talking about. Yeah, and, and actually talk about the problems that, like, uh, you know, two layers in. Because that's actually, it's like we were talking about earlier about discernment, right? Like, I was talking to a guy somewhat last week, I think, and he was talking about health care. He goes, don't you think everybody should have health care? And I go, I absolutely do. Yeah, I think that would be great. What we're talking about is how we're going to pay for it. That's what we're talking about. That's the discussion, right? The discussion is is not whether I think everybody deserves health care. Of course I do. I want everyone to have whatever care they need. What we're talking about as a government that collects tax money and, and the burden falls on them is how we're going to pay for it. Now, that's a great discussion, and I think we should have it. But, like, when you try to throw it in a humanity issue where, like, you don't care about other people, that's actually a lie. The conversation we, we're trying to have is how does a government do that or how does the government not do that? That's a great discussion on either side. I think that's – I think we should have it. But, like, at the end of the day, um, we, we end up talking about things six layers up, and, like, we miss the discernment part, the thing that's actually the thing mm -hmm. that we're arguing about. You know, and so like, I don't know. I, I think I just need to take a big deep breath and go, okay, right. who cares about this? Who has passion for it? Can I follow that guy into helping right. him do what he's been built to do? And here's the other thing on that, and you may have already touched, touched on this and or not. I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's okay to listen to somebody that you disagree with. Right. And, and I, I know this is not a revelation, but it is to a lot of people. Um. You know, I, I can't tell you how many times I've I've been at a place or something like that, and it's like, oh, Eddie, did you know? Like, and yeah, um, let's listen to an idea, and I'm not intimidated by anybody, right? So that means I can listen to anybody, and if they have a point, then fine. If they don't have a point, then fine. Yeah, let's move on. Maybe I maybe I can learn something, and maybe it's. Maybe we can both learn something. Yeah, and isn't that approaching some stuff with some humility and some actual strength and confidence, right? Like, I'm not intimidated by, by good like, ideas. That's a great statement. I'm not intimidated by good ideas. That's true. <laughs> and, and I actually feel like, as a candidate, I feel like I'm a better person, and I'm not even in office right now. Yeah. I, I feel like I've met about 10,000 new friends. Uh, <laughs> right. And... Uh, some of my team members are here with me <laughs> late at night. Thank you guys, by the way. Yeah. And these guys will tell you that I will be at come and go now. And I may not remember your name, but I'll look at you and I'm like, um, cul-de-sac, four blocks that way, uh, Stinky left side cow. of the street. Yeah. You had a black shirt on <laughs> when I talked to you, right? Yeah. And they're like, you did. Yeah. And we talked about healthcare and we talked about, uh, education and ex yeah, and, and the, the conversations are I, I get, but because of all the conversations, um, it's it's not just me sharing with them; it's them sharing with me, and that is powerful. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah, that's how you affect people. That's how you affect the world, right? Like you take yeah. in someone else, and they take in you, and then we go community. Here's what we're gonna do. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Now, now as a as a pastor, you have spent your life having these conversations about Jesus with, with, with people. Absolutely. And now as a, as a politician, you're talking like issues. I mean, some overlaps and stuff, and I get that. There's no, you can't separate Jesus from who you are and everything. Mm -hmm. But how, how, how is this different? I mean, it's got to be different. Is it easier to talk politics or harder? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, there's a person who actually uh, showed up at our church uh, the other day, and I saw them in the parking lot. No, no, I, and they said, Eddie, 
Eddie. Like, who is this person? Who is this person? And then ding, 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 ding. Oh, yeah, that's right. Third house from 86th Street, right? I got it. Wow. And they uh, they they re, re, reviewed the conversation that we had. And initially, I've forgotten the conversation. And uh, as we went along about the conversation, we they reminded us that we had talked about our favorite Bible verses. Mm. And in my head, I'm trying to figure out how I got from, hi, my name is Eddie Andrews. I'm <laughs> oh, running Lord for office yeah. <laughs> to favorite Bible verses. But this happens all the time yeah, that yeah. people, we just talk about whatever people need to talk about yeah. that day. Mm-hmm. That's generally how it works. And... I don't know how we got to favorite Bible verses. <laughs> it's because you can smell Jesus on people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. can smell it on them. You're like, that guy loves uh, Jesus. I, I, know it. <laughs> uh, I actually talked to one group, and I won't say who they are because you may know this group, but I actually talked to this group. God is my witness. <laughs> uh, there was a team of them, and uh, they just wanted to know more about my candidacy, and of course I wanted to know them to know more about my candidacy. And about a few questions in they say tell me about your testimony i'm like boy what a yeah right i've <laughs> been asked that question before in, yeah. a, in a in a campaign in, in <laughs> potential endorsement interview <laughs> and, and i just went right on and then a couple questions later i thought we had moved on and apparently some guy must have been checking google and yeah you know so he goes what about this <laughs> and I, I'm telling you, we spent 45 minutes talking scripture in a political endorsement Yeah, mm-hmm. until they ran out of questions to ask, and, and it was just amazing. Um, so for things like that, it's just like if you can, if those things alone were worth uh, running, yeah. yeah, maybe it is. Yeah. So... I don't think those are the only things. Let me right, just point right, that out. Right. You do want to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but That's I think true. we need more of an opportunity. And then there's that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As people of God, you should be a person of God wherever and however and right. wh- whenever you show up somewhere, you're not divorcing yourself of, you know, I can talk about health care, but now, oh, no, we can't talk about. God, because you know, mm-hmm. yeah, we don't want to fit well, anybody. That's the thing is, like a lot of it's that, it's who I am. That's exactly right. A lot of that stuff feeds into, into 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 policies and confidence and whatever. Like the people, all people have 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 worth, and we're gonna fight for that, right? And, like, and, and, and that's why <laughs> I want to run. I mean, no, see, people. One of the things that I did struggle with when I when I felt led to run, and I'll I'll just say it that way: when I felt led to run. Mm-hmm was a you don't want to offend 30 or 40 percent of your uh, potential audience yeah right i think that's a real statement and i struggled with that i prayed about it a lot um how do you handle these situations and at some point the light bulb came on and it just said well what do you think you've been doing for the last you know zillion years yeah right like just keep doing what you're doing helping people working with people Solving problems, you yeah. know, that's it. Um, obviously, uh, you have the the spiritual element that you deal with people, but everything else is pretty much the same. You listen, you hear, 
discern what the pr real problem is and solve problems, make relevant solutions. I mean, if I, if I went to my wife and said, dear love of my life, I'm okay. thinking about running for office. I'd probably have two broken legs and wow. I mean, she Cheryl go rights for the violence. She, huh? would, she would go. <laughs> she yeah, just good to know. <laughs> and then she'd light me on fire. No girls got cookies <laughs> at the Hudson House. <laughs> I'm saying I'm glad you're saying that with that a smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she would not do that. But <laughs> uh, honestly, that 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 is that that's pretty tough on a family because if you have opposition, yeah. uh, people they're just not nice these days. They can't just say I'm not going to vote well, for you. I, even for the good attention, though, every story that Eddie has told so far, people are like, Hey, Eddie, yeah, I'm super right. excited to see him. And like, we're just trying to get peanut butter. Calm down. <laughs> I just want to go to the store and not have the hands waving or whatever. Well, look, I'm excited. Uh, I'm a passionate guy, you know, when it comes to, to serving people. But to your point, Pastor Hudson, <laughs> so, man, you are right on. Yeah. Uh, hmm. I don't know if I should say this or not. I might get in trouble. Yeah, don't get, get, don't get, I don't don't want get you in trouble. Legs. <laughs> or you could tell it. I mean, either way. Dan's kind of a daisy. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. It's tough because, well, for a number of reasons. Uh, just a number of reasons. Uh, you know. Well, you want to keep. I, you want to isolate them. You, you want to. You want to protect them. And 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 you, you do. You can't help it if other people bring them in. And as a you know. as a dad and as a husband and as a father, uh, you want to protect your family. Mm -hmm. Um. And you want the best for them. And you want them around. But you want to protect yes. them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You want to stay married. Yeah, right. You want them around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough on, and especially in my, in, you know, boy, I'm, I'm just going to say this and I'm going to back right back off. But in, especially in my wife's case, because she's already in the public's eye. Uh -huh. yeah. And uh, so, you know, to have this other guy running and now she's got it answer questions for this guy yeah like, right. dude i <laughs> yeah, but, you know i saw people do that every once in a while in interviews they're like well, what do you think about what's going on with this guy i'm like hey man this is my press conference what you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, let's come back this way seriously <laughs> you're making me feel about this big right now you know what i'm saying you come here and ask me about other people <laughs> that's hard to take in that's the thing is like the thing that i'm always impressed with uh is like I just I would have no tolerance for some of the questions you get asked, right? Or some of the questions <laughs> that people ask. Like you just sitting there looking. I'm like, I mean, I, I I'm going to try to answer this in the most coherent way I can. But that was the worst question I've ever heard. <laughs> you know, but you can't say that. You're like, I, that's a good point. Let's talk through that in a minute. I'm like, boy, that's dumb. <laughs> you know. So I mean, I I'm happy for your patience. <laughs> I'm going to give you an opportunity to rephrase that question. Yeah. <laughs> well, because that was dumb. <laughs> I get a lot of questions though, th and I think most of them are really good. I yeah. really, I, I, because the questions that people ask me are what's on their mind, and so sometimes I actually turn it around and ask them. I said, "Look, if you were legislator for a day, what would you do?" Mm. Mm. Upgrade your toilet paper. It's a single ply at you the capital, and it's bad. <laughs> what they buy the cheapest toilet paper at that capital? No good. Okay, so that's what I, <laughs> that's what I would do. Oh, you Mike's got a me. platform you now. You're talking about a theoretical guy. Not <laughs> no, me. no, okay, no. I hear what you're saying. <laughs> Since you answered. <laughs> Mike's on the green party. <laughs> Look, we already know it's Cottonelle Purple. No, yes, us. yes. Now we're talking. <laughs> Make the changes. <laughs> None of that. Not even Cottonelle Blue. It's Cottonelle Purple. That's it, bud. Done and done. 
Not for those guys on septic, but all you uh, regular city water boys, <laughs> get it. <laughs> oh, my, 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 my. <laughs> yeah. That's way too much fun. <laughs> well, we've been talking to Eddie Andrews. Uh, he is running for the House in District... Uh, 39. Yeah, I was going to say 39. That's Johnston. That's Johnston. That's, right That's Grimes. That is Johnston. That's Urbandale Grimes. Precinct 4. Urbandale Precinct 4. And That's Jefferson Township. Jefferson Township. And... Yeah. A few blocks of Granger. And you got to mm. have those few Ooh. blocks of Granger just to give the place That's right. spice. You know what I'm Look, it might come up. down to those three blocks of, of Granger. We're Granger's not going to yeah. Granger I'm out. glad they cut that up. That's yeah. <laughs> that's, that's funny. out of hand, really. Anyway. Uh, so, anyway, <laughs> uh, we've actually had a great time talking with you, Eddie. I'm, I'm, Thank I'm, you. I'm excited for your, for your campaign. I'm excited for the things that you're... That you're the, uh, how can I say that? Uh, it's all the stuff we were just talking about, like the the... The person that you are that's running right thank you like sir. apart from the parties and the whatever like the person that's running is i think a person that that a lot of people can get behind so i'm very excited to see how this turns yep. out I, I think it sounds great are, so are we given a are we given a life in the path endorsement well here's the thing if it meant anything to anyone <laughs> we certainly would we'll have to have a vote but it's like giving someone a big bag of poop right they're like i don't know what i'm supposed to do with this <laughs> life in the path all right if it's an endorsement <laughs> and five people listen to you. Yeah, right. I'm all for that. <laughs> and people mostly do what we say. So, uh, okay, you ready? We're gonna do a couple. We're gonna do a couple rounds of advice, and then we're gonna probably get caller tonight. Yeah, okay. that's the most important part of the evening, right here. Okay, here we Every go. Week. It's advice time. Ready? Dear live from the path, I have a serious issue with my best girlfriend. What? We, best girlfriend? Yeah. We're Did one sentence in, Dan. Yeah, you whole fellas. You I'm sorry. I'm just a it. listener. I like to hear. I want to. I want to process this All correctly. Right, take the letter in in its entirety. Here All we right. go. <laughs> I have a serious issue with my best girlfriend. We make plans together, adult plans, and then at the last minute, her kids drop the young grandkids off for her to babysit, curtailing any plans we have together. Okay. So if, if this is in a more realm, I was going a whole different direction. Yeah, it's now. two okay. older gals, and this is her girlfriend, like her her best friend, right? Just a yeah, just a yeah, lady. Okay, yeah. Here we I go. was I was on a twenty four year old Got dude. No, so, no, okay. no, no. So they say the past few times we have changed our plans to a kids activity. I have an extremely busy client load, and I'm losing income by accommodating my friend's time constraints, which revolve around making her husband's lunch and dinner. Although I'm single now, I'm a widow. I do understand why she has her priorities. If her grandkids are there when we have plans, she asked me to pick them up fast food on the way over on my dime. Boy, this is, this is awesome. I have kids and grandkids myself, and they are very important to me. I'm tired of being held hostage by her adult children who I, who feel, uh, who I feel are using her and taking advantage of the drop-in daycare with Nana. How can I talk to her about our time being important too? I have intentionally not made plans with my grandkids if she and I have plans. And I would love some reciproc reciprocity. 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 Nailed it. From thrown under the bus. Okay, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of windbagging going on there. So here's what I think. Yeah, I missed the whole thing. I mean, I, I mean the, the whole. The, yeah. I th I think the whole gist of it is is there's there's two older gals, uh -huh. uh, and one of them uh, feels like the other one is getting taken advantage advantage of by her kids because they keep dropping the grandkids off at Nana's house all the time. And so Nana is having to have, have to cancel plans with the gal that's writing uh, because she's always got to deal with the grandkids that keep getting dropped off. And, and frankly, the gal's getting tired of it. Yeah. She feels like it's not fair and that she should have some girl time with this gal and that she's basically getting beat down. She wants to go out and have tea. She wants to go out and have tea. But what's about the clients? Uh, I, she's busy. She's a career lady. I think she threw that in there to realize I'm busy too. Uh, I have grand. She also said I have grandkids of my own, 
and I'm not allowing this. That's that's basically what she's saying. Is like I'm I have the same situation. I have grandkids and family, and I'm not allowing them to push me around like so this. She doesn't have the power to say no. She's wanting her friend to say no to her daughter. Correct. And she wants she needs some advice on how to approach that conversation. Huh. I'd does say, the yeah. friend want to say no? Like, does she feel like she's imposed? I think the the writer assumes that the other lady is being put upon. That they're correct. I right. agree. And uh, that's where the conversation starts. She, the other lady, may just feel like, "Oh my goodness, I want to see my grandkids every three seconds." Yeah, I think this so is so. We I don't know. That's mm-hmm. start a conversation. And and it's probably a good th- good thought because like if you have it just like that, if the woman is not being imposed upon or she doesn't feel like it's being imposed, now the lady that's writing has a bit of a problem, right? Because now she feels like she's catching the shade because this woman is always choosing her grandkids first and she's not very happy about it. And so now she has to readjust her expectations here and go, well, I mean, everybody gets to when make their I own have choices. Tea? Right? I mean, <laughs> may, I mean, it yeah. might sound harsh, but you might have to find a, a, a circle of friends. Yeah. Right, other people to have tea with. Uh, we've we've talked about this within marriages, and we talk about this within friendships. Uh, not there's not just one person that is built to carry your burdens and solely. Right, it's too much. It's too much for one person to carry. They can't control your happiness uh, based on the actions of one person. It's unfair for your wife. It's unfair for your husband. And it's unfair for your friend. Right. It's why we have uh, Jesus to carry burdens, and why we have a community of people. Because not one person is built to carry uh, all the implications and load uh, that life in a sinful cracked world produces. And so like, once again, if you are saying, I want to have tea, I want to have tea with Edna, but <coughs> Edna keeps choosing her grandkids and she's being a jerk to me. Well, that's not completely true. You should have tea with other people. <laughs> you should, <laughs> you should give Edna whatever the space that she needs to, de- to, to live her life and deal with her family and invite her to tea as often as you can and hope she agrees, right? That's humble living. That's not do what I want you to do. Edna. otherwise I'm going to be upset at you. <laughs> that seems really unfair. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because my my answer c- could change in four to six weeks when I become a grandfather. Because I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure everybody's going to go to the back seat. Right. I mean, I'll be like, oh, look at that. I guess I have a different opportunity. You're on your own for yeah. tea. Yeah. Can't talk now, uh, maybe. But I would say, okay, so have the conversation. And if she says no, then you have to leave it. I mean, go ahead and broach it. Say, hey, don't you think you're being taken advantage of? No. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Right. And yeah. once again, isn't this all the thing we've been talking about? Yeah. Have a conversation with somebody. Yeah. Say, hey, what do you think of this? Don't be judgmental or I demeaning. Just say, hey, don't you okay. think? This is what I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really think so because I love my kids. Now, no. now granted, there's sometimes, <laughs> right? I, I mean, you've, you've ran into fellows in the past where you say, hey, man, don't you think the things that you're doing are counterproductive to either your marriage or your life or whatever? And they're like, sure. no, I think it's fine. And then you double down and go, Look, I brought this to your attention because I, it is yeah. counterproductive to your marriage. Like, we need to talk about this. This is not one of those situations. This is just, I, I want to have some friend time, and she's struggling to get there. A simple conversation between some people ought to at least get us on the even, right? Does she have more than one friend? It doesn't sound like it, does it? Well, this is her best friend. Yeah, this is her best girlfriend. Which means she doesn't have any others. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. I stopped having a best friend in, like, third grade. Nobody right. likes me. I like, tell them how to live their life. Yeah, all my friends are just on equal pairing, right? I mean, yeah, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so let's see what Secular has to say. Secular says, if this happened occasionally, I would advise you to cut your friends some slack. However, because this happens often... Tell her your dates with her are carefully scheduled, and when she changes them at the last minute, it has a negative impact on you economically. Point out that when you make dates with her, you let your children know they will have to arrange for another babysitter unless it is an emergency. 
And if the last minute changes continue, see her less often and arrange to socialize with other friends who appreciate your situation. So all the things she said are true. She just seemed to say it with two triangles coming off her hips, like with a little sass. That was unnecessary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Triangles. Yeah, yeah. Throw the triangles out. You know to get that at your house? Yeah. You get the triangles? People don't like it. All the no. ladies at my house do it. And oh. I say, well, you got the triangles out. That's no, not we, a good we way. Get the, we get the neck. Oh. <laughs> we get the neck and the finger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nope. We go for the straight triangles. <laughs> Even yeah. the one triangle Trust is not me, great. You, you do not want the neck. <laughs> no, I don't want it. I agree. It sounds hard to deal with. <laughs> uh, okay. One more. Ready? Dear, live from the path. I'm about to be 22. I've been talking to a man around my age for almost six months now. He tells me how special I am and how much I mean to him, but says he isn't ready for a relationship. Ooh. We go on dates and do not have relations with other people. He says putting a quotes title on us will give him accountability he doesn't want. <laughs> oh, this is not going to be a very long letter. He claims to be over his ex, but he often mentions her. I know he was still conversing with her when we first started talking, but he lied about it. I'm not rushing a relationship because I know it takes time to get to know someone, but I want to know if he can see a future with me. And if that is a question, he will not answer. I have attachment issues and don't want to let him go, but I can't help but feel as if I'm not good enough for him, which he says I'm not. Uh, should I move on or wait and see what the future wait, holds? Wait, wait. He says he's, she's not? Oh, she says, I can't help but feel as if I'm not good enough for him, which he says is not the case. He says, oh, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. good enough okay. for me. Yeah, so okay. her question was, should I move on or wait and see what the future holds? I'm ready to answer. You should drop him right now. He's... No good for you. I think he's a young man, and he may straighten his ways out in uh, his early 30s, maybe. But uh, not for you, yeah. and not right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for him to go. Yeah, this is a Jerry Springer waiting to happen. <laughs> you know, it's just you see it. He doesn't want any kind of commitment, and it's just like, dude, he's not grown up enough, right? No, yeah, we date men. Like that's that's who we date, ladies. We date men, and we hold them to a high standard. Because God holds them to a high standard, and so do you. <laughs> and we don't accept less, because when we accept less, then we get a bunch of undateable men. And yeah. we don't need that. You don't want that for another yeah. 50 years of your life. You don't want that man raising kids, right? You need a man that you can count on, that values you, and, and his life is spent adding to you, not taking from you. And if you spend your life adding to him, then you, sir, got yourself a marriage, <laughs> right? If, 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 each, if each person in that marriage spends their life adding to the other, then both are taken care of, both are loved, and both will flourish. If you sitting on the coattails of a man that can't seem to get his act together won't commit to you, that's the least we're asking of him to do, is to commit and say, I just want to be with you. Right? That's the smallest thing that we're asking. And he's like, I'm not going to do it. He's gone right now. Not one tear, just gone. I, I just, I don't, I, I, and granted, uh, I usually land pretty hard on guys on this, and I would love to talk to him. I think him and I would have some great things to discuss, but he's, not date-worthy right now at all. I think he can go, and you can do it politely, but he can go. <laughs> Dan, disagreement. Uh, yeah, I agree with you guys, honestly. Um, it's, it's, uh, he, he, he is still attached, uh, uh, or at least wants to be, to his ex, and he's still working that out. Which is fine. We're and not saying there's fine. anything wrong with that. Yep, that's you just, just can't date another lady yeah. until you get that straightened up. You just need to cut that off and, and, and give him a chance to say, oh, wait, no, if it's a dream of someone else or you, I'll take you, but the, but you've got to cut it. Yeah. I mean, this, this can't be, yeah. can't keep dragging it on. Um, so some, some, some guys just need that 
you have to be forced into a choice, you know. Ah. They yeah. don't realize how what they have until they're like, oh, I could lose this. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't, don't like, you know, make a threat, but just say, here's, here's what it is. Just, I'm out if you're not in. Yeah. I, th- I, think, we, I think we as a society, especially as a, a Christian boys, uh, look, we expect a lot out of our men because God does, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? And so God puts a, a burden of that relationship, and he holds the man accountable. He doesn't say the man is, is the, the man in charge and he gets to rule the roost. But when there's something going on within a relationship or within a marriage, God's going to come looking for Adam. That's the guy he's going to hold accountable for the contract. And so if you're going to saddle yourself up or yoke yourself up to a dude, just make sure he's up to the task. So, I, yeah, I think it's time for you to bail right now. <laughs> okay, let's see what Secular's answer is. <clears throat> Secular says, stop allowing your insecurity issues... Uh, to affect your common sense. You are both young, and your relationship has been going on for only six months. Is 22 young to be married? I guess I don't remember when I got married. I was so I was, I was married. Look, I was... We were way married by 22. By 22? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay, now hold on. Is the thing that I'm saying wrong, right? What, what, what? Like when we're talking about uh, even a guy in his early 20s, is am I expecting too much out of a man in his early 20s? Are we on another one, or are we on the same We're one? We're on this one. We're talking about the guy that won't commit to his woman and won't. So, I guess I. You spaced so out. So, I, I, I do a lot of mentoring. Um, <laughs> or <understand>. talking. <laughs> Maybe not mentoring. <laughs> but, like, I, I, I kind of have a rant, and I don't want to start ranting right now. Sure. But um, I, I'll just go back to what I did. Like, I was like, let's move this date up. Yeah. That that's me. Yeah. It's like Betty I you know the funny thing about us, the first memory of us was arguing. You know, we were debating. Like as kids, like and this by the way has never stopped. Oh sure. <laughs> but I was like, you know, I, I I see who I want. You know, we've been dating since like what, 16, 17, you know, yeah. high school sweetheart. Like, what am I going to wait till I'm 34? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this is who yeah. I want. Yep. And uh, I didn't realize until, like, later that I, I had uh, my granddad didn't come to my wedding because we were too young. Oh. But I didn't know anything about that until Oops. my brother spilled the beans, like, 30 years later. Like, <laughs> I remember when granddaddy didn't come to your wedding. What? What? Uh, That's why? Grandpa, why? (laughs) I thought he was stuck. He thought he was sick or something. (laughs) But but I was 18. Mm. And I was like, I'm grown. I'm sorry. I think I was 19. Yeah. I I think now they think about it. Yeah, I was 19. I was a sophomore in college. I figured that, you know, I'm poor. I can, (laughs) you know, but we were managing through high, uh, through uh, uh, college. I'm like, I'm gonna marry this yeah, girl. This is the woman. This is the one. This I is want. it. Why in the world? And besides, why would I wait for her to beat some six-five football player? That's right, right. right. Yeah. Got her fooled right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's that was what, it. I, I was twenty-one. My wife was nineteen, and we were like same thing. It was just like, well, let's just get this life started. I mean, if, if that's if, if we're gonna be it, let's let's go ahead and get this going. You yeah, know? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Secular says, what, what was that? Okay, stop allowing your insecurity issues to affect your common sense. You're both young, and your relationship has been going on for only six months. That's true. We're getting wound up over a six-month relationship okay. here. Okay, all right, all right. He has been honest I'll, by I'll admitting... I'll back up a little bit. <laughs> he has been honest by admitting he isn't ready for a relationship or the titles that go with one. 
He may not answer your questions about a future because he doesn't know the answer, so stop pushing him. He may be more focused on work at this point than romance, and frankly, so should you be. If nothing has changed in another six months, consider dating others then. Wow, she was way more lax on him than I'd have been. Well, I... I okay, so... The six months part. It sounds like they are an item, but, but he doesn't not want a serious item. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm going to take back a little bit. <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. You know? is, is, uh, it depends on... It really depends on what kind of item. I, I have a hard time giving fellas a little bit of rope because they'll take all of it, right? And so you're like, hey, it's okay to, like... Take a girl's attention. Take a woman's attention and her thoughts. I mean, uh, if, if you've had a wife or a girlfriend for any amount of time, you know that for every two thoughts you have, they have a thousand. And it's always running in there, and it's always thinking. And so when you say, look, she is taking up my thoughts or my effort, you're taking up a thousand times more from that from her. So realize what you're taking, right? And so if you're not serious about this thing or you don't plan on on, on riding this thing out, I think you need to tell her, and I think you need to tell her right now. I think that's really unfair of you to play around in that area. So uh, I'm just going to go back a little bit. Um, so when if it's only been a few months, I'm not sure that a person should be ready to commit or... Do you think, marriage well, I, necessarily. I, I hear what you're saying. Do you feel at, like like at least you will know after six months whether it's a, a marriage avenue? Well, like in my case, like I said, I knew, but I dated my wife in high school. Yeah, and I had known her. Uh, you know, it's like when you when you known somebody long enough that you don't remember meeting them because you were thirteen or twelve or. 11, right? So I kind of had her in my background for a long time. Yeah. So it wasn't quite the same thing. But if you're talking about somebody who you just met. Mm. Six months is too early to give it to. I don't know. Okay, I hear what you're saying. I don't know. Okay. Okay, we'll back it down on being so hard on the man. But if this continues on by a year, now we can bring the heavy. Yeah. I mean, I think think as you get closer, yeah, I mean, make a decision. Yeah. Okay, good. I, we're on the same page. We're just yeah. going to move the time frame out a little bit. Yeah. Old Mike was too heavy on him. I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry you don't have your life together and you're a flim-flam artist. <laughs> Apologies. <laughs> I'll never meet him personally. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, that's endorsed only by Mike. Uh, that, those are my words. So <laughs> do we have the uh, disclaimer that this is 9 p.m. Yeah. Uh, advice. This is not... Yeah. yeah, this is not day's worth of, or, uh, you know, you had a conglomerate together and we thought about the best answer. It's just whatever's coming out of the mouth right now. Nobody's going to hold us to this. Absolutely. No, so there's no. no legal requirement. Zero accountability no. here. Yeah, right, yeah, right. You, can just, you can just burn it. <laughs> All right, you've been listening to Live from the Path on livefromthepath.org. Thank you very much for joining us, Eddie Andrews. Uh, we're very excited uh, for your upcoming election. I feel like you got this in the bag. Uh, now, here's the deal. If, if, if it, can I put a si- my sign in your yard? Does people ever ask you that? Because you're out trying to put signs in other people's yard. What is I, your sign? It just says my name. Mike is okay. It doesn't oh, even say good or bad. Just vice says, versa. says Mike Let's is just, okay. Let us exchange. We should exchange signs. 100%. <laughs> yeah. Okay, done. My sign's not going to do you any good. Yeah, though. yeah. His, his sign's in a whole different uh, district. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm way south of here. I don't actually live in Johnston. But 
So what you do is you put one of our little QR codes on your sign, and then that way anybody who walks by will click on that, and then they can donate. So you're proposing to, to, to steal my sign with your QR code? Did I say steal, no, or did we say just, trade? I phrased it that way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we didn't say steal. Okay, I got it. Okay, not steal. I'm good with the trade. Okay, we're trade. We're doing a sign exchange. <laughs> Anyway, Barter. <laughs> make sure make sure you get out and vote. Now, listen, uh, we're not going to get on the soapbox here, but listen, uh, we, we operate in a country that's built on personal liberties and personal freedoms that is not available to everyone in this world. Uh, and so you really need to take advantage of it. You really need to get out there and vote. Uh, and I'd prefer if you voted for Eddie, uh, but either way, you need to be out uh, and voting for your local, um, your, your government officials, your state officials, your, your country, if it, this, this is your job. We don't ask that much of you except to just say, here's what I think. And I don't think that's too much to ask. And so, like, you need to be out there and voting, and it's coming right up on you. So uh, thank you for listening to Live from the Path. You're going to catch the clips on the YouTube, probably to Facebook. We'll see when it comes out. And uh, what has been always say, uh, be faithful in the means, and God will handle the ends. Uh, you've been listening to Live from the Path.